Cause we got the alternative energy Molecular free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network It makes me feel so proud That when our family has stand very strong For our country You have to stop that young look at mine And I'm really grateful to have family like that and all the support from all over the world. So, we won, all went back down into the hole. 50,000 tonnes of ore went back down in a demining exercise, which I don't think has been done before. Even when the political climate seems very dismal, um, perhaps as today, that it is possible through uh, you know, looking at a huge array of, of different campaign approaches to have that success. Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show. I'm Michaela and today I'm bringing you some reflections on the 20th anniversary celebrations of the historic Jabaluka blockade that I recorded at a special screening of Pip Star's documentary film, Fight for Country, at the Australian Centre for the Moving Image in 2018. The film documents the huge mobilisations in 1998, where over 5,000 people travelled to Kakadu in the Northern Territory to stand alongside Mira traditional owners and lend their support to the Jabaluka campaign. Young Mira traditional owners Simon and Jimmy Majundi talk about the future of Jabiru and Kakadu beyond mining, with uranium ore processing due to end at Australia's longest-running uranium mine, Ranger, in 2021. They are speaking alongside some activists who were deeply involved in the Jabaluka campaign, Dave Sweeney, Sarojini Krishnapillai and Kirsten Blair. We won. We won. You saw that cleared mineral lease. ERA dug a 1.2, 1.4 kilometre tunnel. Shock cleared, big yellow trucks driving in and out. They removed many hundreds of thousands of tonnes of overburden and rock. They removed 50,000 tonnes of mineralised ore, which they stacked under a tarp. And Mira stayed strong. Their friends stayed strong. And Rio Tinto, as was said, took over North Limited. And they had deeper pockets and bigger pitches and they were more than the post office box. And they saw which way the wind was blowing. And they entered into a long-term care and maintenance agreement with the Mirar people. We will not develop Javaluka without your explicit and written consent. And it took a commercial agreement between a mining company and an Aboriginal corporation to do what Australian law was unable to do, which was to provide the Mirror with a right of veto and the ability to control and manage developments on their estate. It's to the great credit of the Mirror that they got that. It's to the great shame of Australia that that is not just an everyday reality. So, we won, all went back down into the hole. 50,000 tonnes of ore went back down in a demining exercise, 
which I don't think has been done before. <laughs> Sarojini Krishna Pillai. Simon Majandi. Jimmy Majandi. Kirsten Blair. Dave Sweeney. Um, <laughs> we'll start off with Mira, with, with Mira. We'll start off with you, Simon. And could you tell us could you tell us a little bit about your country? It's a long way from here. Can you tell us just a bit about it? Good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Simon, and I come from Yabru, um, in the heart of Kakadu National Park. Um, we are here today to talk about our country and the things has been happening for the last 20 years. Um, so about a country that I want to talk to you about that we are really happy that um, that the, our other mining is about to be closed and we are really happy that Jabaluka is over and but the history for Jabaluka is still going for many years and it's today it's still going what's it what's it like to see that film to see your old people your aunties and crew there what how does that feel it feels great looking at that film and i would like to thanks to all the support that here today that has been supporting my aunties and my family for the w Cup blockade Hello everyone, my name is Jimmy Rebunati and I'm the youngest Marat, Trisalona and I just want to thank everyone for supporting for back in the 20 years and we all are happy now the mine is over and the new township of Jabru is really strong. So we just have to wait in 2021 and the new Jabru will be really good. So we'll be building everything. We'll be building new hotels, new world heritage for international, even building everything like um, your airport, airport, I meant to say, sorry. <laughs> and yeah, so we're just excited for us, all the young generation to step in forward for aunties and everything, how they've been talking, being everywhere across the world and every, is around Australia now is after us and after that we will acknowledge and share it with our children and our children children. Simon, um, your old people, aunties and all, they all stood up at that time. It wasn't easy, but they all stood up. They're on that film there. How do you feel now as a young mirror about what they did then? It makes me feel so proud that when our family has stand very strong for our country, you to stop that Yabluka mine. And I'm really grateful to have family like that and all the support from all over the world. And Sarah Jeannie, maybe a little, a little bit with you. Um, you were deep in Jabaluka. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it? 
Uh, yes, I, like a lot of people here, I was deeply involved and, um, you know, we weren't just good dancers and singers, there was a lot more to it than that. Um, a lot of logistics, as you can probably see if you haven't been there, it's a long way from where most of Australia lives. Um, but, you know, Jackie and Yvonne were inspiring and they're sort of brave and impassioned pleas for people to, to get involved were, you know, was was pivotal really in the campaign um, and you know we did face a very hostile political climate we were looking at the thin end of the wedge if Jabaluka was built there you saw on the map all the uranium deposits so we knew that it was absolutely you know essential that we we rallied as many people as we could and given the political climate we looked at, at so many other things we looked at pressuring the company, we looked at international support through the European Parliament or, um, you know, look at, looking for um, international um, support through the World Heritage Committee. So we we had a lot of um, people, resources at our disposal. We, sh we certainly didn't have a lot of finances at our disposal, <laughs> but we had people's passion and you know, I'm really proud to be here today with Mira, just as I was extremely proud and, and privileged to be standing on country um, in Kakadu all those years ago. All those years ago, um, people didn't have mobiles in the back pocket. There wasn't social media. Um, massive mobilisation, 5,000 plus people in, uh, you know, not, not easily accessible communication space. What sort of um, observations or stand out of that do you have? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I still don't have social media, but um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think campaigning today is... Well. <laughs> I think campaigning today is very different um, in many ways, although I, I don't know whether people noticed in all those... Um, rallies and things, no one's walking around holding up a phone, that's the difference today and I guess there's a, a much more diffuse sense of documenting protest today but one of the reasons that um, Pip and Bill's documentary is so important is that there wasn't actually a lot of cameras around and especially in Kakadu which was very remote the, the footage that, that they took was absolutely um, unique and and provided a much needed window into what was going on in, in that part of the, the country. And, um, you know, I, I think I, I really do want to pay tribute to Pip's work today and I'm, I'm very grateful to Helen for um, making sure that we don't just celebrate a, a fantastic win but also honour his... Um, filmmaking legacy and it, it is really important and it is hard to imagine today that not everybody has a phone with video capacity on it because we certainly didn't then um, we, we were using faxes and other such things um, my children will be horrified to hear but the the role of, of Pip and Bill and other documentary makers at the time was absolutely fundamental and it's important for us to acknowledge that we we did have a big win and that even when the political climate seems very dismal, um, perhaps as today, that it is possible through, uh, you know, looking at a huge array of, of different campaign approaches to have that success. So, yeah, I do want to pay tribute to Pip today, though, specifically. So, and thanks to Helen.
Yeah, well said, Sarah Jenny. Well said, Dan, and well said on the voiceover of that film too. Great stuff. And it is really important to capture and document this. Um, and the other dimension, just a stepping aside for one second, the other dimension at, at those Nerf protests, that camera and having some cameras there was a moderator. It was a check and balance on some pretty heavy action sometimes. There weren't a lot of people on our side, and I love that one. Is this how you check? Is this how you treat Channel 10? <laughs> there weren't a lot of people on our side, and when indie media and when CR, 3CR, and when people who did indie documentation um, were there, it was a noticeably safer space, and that was important too. Um, sort of that was then, this is now. Jimmy, you were saying about how you're looking forward to what's happening now. I'm, I'm really interested to hear some of that. Can you tell us a little bit? Because Ranger Mine, which has existed through all that time, is now not mining any more uranium, and it will finish mineral processing at the latest by January 2021. So... <laughs> uranium mining, which was going to go to 2070 in... Sequential mining of Ranger, Jabaluka, Kungara. Uranium mining is now finished in Kakadu, and uranium processing will be finished in the next two years. So that's really good. And where does that, what, what does that mean for Miro? What's your thinking about that cleanup and what happens now? We feel, um, we feel really happy that the ERA mine is closing because we getting our land that where the mine is today, we are happy that we're getting it back cause, so that they could put start putting back all our native plant and so all our animals and for us and the next generation for the future to walk on the country mm. where the ERA mine is mm. situated mm. right now. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. We thought it would be a great way to start the year by continuing to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Jabaluka blockade. Looking at a future for the mirror beyond uranium mining and some important reflections on the success of that campaign and what it means for us today. We're hearing from Dave Sweeney, Simon Majandi, Jimmy Majandi, Sarajini Krishna Pillai, and Kirsten Blair. There's two things happening now. That mine's been cleaned up, and there's a future, there's a different thinking and talking about Jabaru, that town. Can you tell us a little bit more? Jimmy said some, but can you tell us a little bit more, Song, about some of those thoughts for Jabaru? So like um, Jimmy mentioned earlier about um, we're going to transform the town into a tourist town. So um, we're going to have like a building resource center and the World Heritage Center. And even we have our own gallery that is in where the park's headquarters is. So we're going to move that into near the lake, into Gabaru, so that we can have a big art gallery for the whole people from all around Australia, even overseas, that could come 
visit our country at any time. And how do you feel about that? And how do how do all the Mira feel about that idea? I feel really great about that idea. Me and our families, we feel really happy that this gonna be over and that we're gonna have the town into a different town and that that ERA won't be there anymore. <laughs> That's great. It has been a long journey, and Mira, I need to point out, Mira, even when this journey was really hot, in 2000, Mira sat down with ACF, but it was driven by Mira vision of, we wanna not only win the war, but we wanna win the peace. And there was a, a, a instrument that was started, a charter, the Kakadu Charter, between Green Groups and Mira, and it said we will work together to, one, stop the mine, but two, build an Aboriginal controlled, vibrant, sustainable regional economy based on tourism and cultural practice. And that was done with Yvonne Margarula and with Peter Garrett in 2000. And the fight was on and people were like, as if, you know, straight to the pool room, you're dreaming. And it has been steady and prosecuted and it's just unfolding, it's coming true. And often we see, or we're on the receiving end of institutional power where they can think long, 10, 20, 30 years and do a strategy. And it's really great that the mirror had that ability, and who better to think long than the longest continuing cultural practice, but had that ability even at a really hard time to think long and map it out. And so this is going from a Uranian province to a centre of culture and to a centre of tourism and to also a centre of healing because, you know, the mining might be finished, the fight for country might be over, but the healing for country, very early days. Could you tell us a little bit about how you hope to see that range of mine, what, what you hope to see happen there with that site, that range of site? Well, I hope to see that the um, mining mob will clean up the mine really good. That would make us really happy. But, um, yeah, so I just want to see if when they do the mine, um, bury all the thing in the pit. I want to see them do really, really proper good job into that mine straight up after that. Simon up the road is Rio Tinto, and so hopefully the areas are open, they're not too far away, and that message gets through loud and clear to them because there are a lot of people that are going to be watching to make sure that there's no corners cut and this hard work is done well. There was another person that was meant to be, or hopefully, on this uh, panel here today, and that's um, Vicky Abdullah, Vicky McCabe from uh, Western Australia. Vicky is a um, Chawal traditional owner from Midwest WA. And we've all come, everyone here, this part, Mira and me and Kirsten, from last weekend in the Adelaide Hills where there was a gathering called ANFA. Some of you know it, Australian Nuclear Free Alliance, a black-green network of people who share concerns about impacts of nuclear industry on their country. 21 years old this year, and again, 
formed by foundation partners, Gunjapmi Aboriginal Corporation. We cannot, we are stronger together. So, you know, rather than the digit, has a useful role, but it's better to be a fist. And they reached out and they made allies and partners with green groups and formed ANFA, which is a great organisation. We've just had our last three-day meeting last week in Adelaide. Could you tell us just a little bit about your experience walking in there and talking with people? How, how sort of important is that sort of stuff for Aboriginal people to share those stories? Well, to walk in there and sharing our story, um, it's, really, it's mean a lot to me because um, what I'm doing is I'm supporting our country and I'm standing strong and talking for me and half of my family back home. And when I first went to Hempa, I was, I think, probably 20, I think 20 or 21 when I went. And after all, when I hear other Binnen people from WA around Australia telling their side of the story for uranium, and it's kind of how touchy and hurtful because they didn't get any support and stuff like that. But then next, we Morai people always inspire every Aboriginal from across Australia and stuff like that. And just, yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. The, um, the, uh, one of the ones who was there was uh, Vicky who was going to be here, but there was sorry business, someone passed in her community, she needed to be home. Um, she sends her apologies, um, and they're involved in a big fight. Like, she's in the WA Supreme Court in January with a order to overturn a very 11th hour and dodgy approval of Cameco, a big Canadian company, a Cameco uranium mine project on their country. So this fight for country just rolls on. It's like a Crawford production, you know? It just moves on, the names get changed. And the Mirror fight has been really important for lots of Aboriginal people because it was a win and against the odds and there was a real strength and tenacity there. And that's given a real, um, a real sense of what is possible and also a real sense that that it makes sense. It makes sense it's proper to, to have this fight. And it also is getting increasingly recognised. I just wanted to share one thing because it's a countryman to you. Um, Geoffrey Lee is the senior jock owner of the country in Kakadu where the Kangara project was. And for decades he said no to personal offers of multiple millions of dollars to consent to um, a significant uranium mine, a very rich one, going ahead on his country. He said no, no, no. Over time, he developed allies, in, particularly in environment and some environment and trade union and political groups, who worked with Jeff. And Jeff was buttressed through all this time by Mira. Mira went with Jeffrey to the World Heritage Centre and to meetings with the company in Europe, went lots of times to Canberra, and 
through a convergence of circumstance, pressure, legal impacts, market, all of that dovetailed to mean that that mineral project has now been folded permanently forever into Kakadu National Park. And that was going to be a huge mine, and now it never will be. And Miram Mob was standing all the way with Geoffrey on that, and that's hard because you imagine you're, you know, got enormous pressures, you, you've got a lot of people telling you you've got no agency, you've got all these pressures, and then a company comes in and says, We'll give you money and make all these things possible. Hard to say no, especially hard to say no if you haven't got the ability to say no. So Geoffrey stood firm, Mira bolstered him. I was, had the great privilege to be with Geoffrey on the day that that happened, and he said, I can now die a happy man. I've done my responsibility, I've done it. Now that story rolls on and has power. And that story this week in Salzburg in Austria, long way away, Geoffrey got a big award. He got an award from a German group called the Nuclear Free Future Award in the category of resistance. Wow. Yeah. So bit by bit, folks, bit by bit. You're listening to The Radioactive Show and a big thanks to all the speakers from today's show, Kirsten Blair, Sarojini Krishnapile, Simon and Jimmy Majundi and Dave Sweeney. This show was recorded on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation, produced in the studios of 3CR in Fitzroy with the support of the Friends of the Earth's ACE Nuclear Free Collective and heard across the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. To listen to the podcast of previous shows, go to 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. You can contact us on radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. Today's recordings were from the 20-year celebration of the Jabaluka win. And if you haven't watched Pip Star's epic documentary, Fight for Country, or if you haven't seen it in a decade, you can watch the full film on YouTube. Just search Fight for Country. I hope you enjoyed the show and please tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. We'll go out with Jackie Katona speaking in the opening scene of Fight for Country and music by Black Dollar Music, Kakadu. Aboriginal people here have always been opposed to mining. It's not really a choice that people make. It's an obligation which is imposed upon us by the law and the power that's derived from the land. Our relationship to country is not just a two-dimensional one. Our relationship to country is a physical, very real relationship. It's a relationship to the animals that exist out here. It's a relationship to the trees and the other wild life. It's all about us protecting country, but country protecting us, and very much working hand in hand.